Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1410. Safe week for Solo A Star Wars Story continues here. As in, we are not talking about anything that's going to spoil Solo A Star Wars Story for you. But that doesn't mean we can't talk about stuff related to it. And today we're doing a Solo Film Club entry talking about one of the inspirations for the movie. And that would be the movie Heat from Michael Mann. Punch it, Chewie. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Proust. You may know me as Fode from The Phantom Menace. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. I love you, Alan. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So today we are continuing Safe Week, you know, and Safe Week is going a little bit longer than it did with the last ones because of the fact that Solo has already premiered for various audiences. You know, it's still uh, under embargo, at least, you know, that's the way it's supposed to be. But we're still in spoiler territory where stuff is going to leak out. There are going to be ne'er-do-wells posting stuff. And so, you know... You still need a daily Star Wars fix, and you need to be able to trust that you're not going to hear anything you don't want to hear just yet. So that's what Safe Week is all about here on the podcast. And yet that doesn't mean that we can't talk about Solo and various things related to it. So, you know, like, let's do it. Something that I've been wanting to do for a while and now have the opportunity to do so is talk about the movies that inspired the script for Solo, A Star Wars Story. So the Kasdans have talked in various interviews about places that they drew inspiration from when it came to writing the story. And one of those places was the movie by Michael Mann, Heat, most famous for the fact that even though Al Pacino and Robert De Niro had been in the same movie together, they had never actually acted in the same scene together. And this was the very first time the two of them appeared on screen in a coffee shop scene that was absolutely electric between Al Pacino's cop and Robert De Niro's criminal. However, that's not the reason why the Kasdans were looking at Heat as a source of inspiration. The actual source of that inspiration is the relationship between Robert De Niro's character and Val Kilmer's character. So the two of them are on this particular crew together, and De Niro is the mentor to Val Kilmer's character. And so one of the things that Kasdan said is that they looked at the relationship between De Niro and Kilmer and how that could inform the relationship between Tobias Beckett and Han Solo, between Woody Harrelson's character and Alden Ehrenreich's character. And in truth, there's not really a heck of a lot. So I watched Heat, and there's not really a heck of a lot in terms of actual mentoring that happens per se. It's really more about the way that De Niro looks out for Kilmer, and especially in relation to Kilmer's rocky relationship with his wife, who's played by Ashley Judd. And I will flag just three particular things about the movie and about 
this relationship, these three people that may be worth considering as you watch Solo A Star Wars Story or as you talk about it after you see it for the first, second, fifth, 18th time, whatever it is. So first of all, we know that Val Kimmer's character will come unannounced to Robert De Niro's house to sleep over, spend the night if he gets kicked out because he's been fighting with his wife. And this is a, you know, standard thing for them. And occasionally Robert De Niro will call the wife and say, you know, hey, is everything okay? And she's not happy dealing with it at all. And she says, no, it's just marriage stuff. And, you know, doesn't want to get into it with De Niro. So De Niro is doing his best to look out for Kilmer and wants to see the two of them happy as, you know, best that they can be. And I'm sure this is, you know, partly altruistic. I mean, he's taking care of, you know, people that, you know, he cares enough about because he's working with them a lot. He trusts them a lot. But it's probably also very self-serving, too, I would imagine, you know, protecting his own bacon, making sure that he understands where, you know, problems could arise and making sure that he's aware of all of it you know, as much as he possibly can so that if there is going to be a problem for him, he can do the right thing and, you know, protect his his own bacon, basically. And so he talks with Kilmer at one point about how he, you know, was taught a lesson in prison by a guy who said that you really shouldn't have any kind of attachments if you're going to have a successful criminal life and that, you know, you can't have anything in your life that you can't just walk away from within 30 seconds, basically. You just have to be so unattached to anything that you can just go and that's one of the keys to your success and being able to stay out of jail but according to Val Kilmer's character he says you know the the sun rises and sets with his wife and so you know it doesn't work for him that way he doesn't feel like he can walk away from her or his kid that he has with her you know this life at all and so that becomes a bit of an issue and it's kind of interesting when you watch the movie because then Robert De Niro's character ends up meeting somebody who he starts getting friendly with and you see that he's sort of you know heading in the direction that Val Kilmer was which is away from his own ideas about how he's supposed to live this criminal life and ultimately he ends up having to reinforce it and he makes the tough decision to walk away when it serves his self-interest and survival. And I should point out that this is a spoiler podcast for Heat, at least if you haven't seen the movie Heat, then I may end up spoiling that for you. I'm not going to spoil Solo, a Star Wars story for you, but Heat, eh, maybe a little bit. (laughs) Anyway, so one other thing that happens is it turns out that Val Kilmer's wife is not being faithful to Val Kilmer. And De Niro finds out about it and threatens her and says, look, you're going to take Val Kilmer back in, you know, take him back, like let him come back home. And if he isn't who he's supposed to be, if he isn't good with you, then I will take care of you. I will set you up wherever you need to be. I will make sure that you're safe in a way and and get you out of this life. So De Niro's actually doing his best to take care of Charlene. That's Ashley Judd's character, Val Kilmer's wife in the movie. and. That's a a rather neat thing, too. And so the mind ultimately reels and you start thinking about Emilia Clarke's character, Kira, in this situation and how Tobias Beckett knows of Kira, how Han knows of Kira, how their relationship is going to develop in the movie. And when Han says or when uh, Tobias Beckett talks to Han about um, always expecting everyone to betray you that way, you know, you'll never be surprised by it. You have to wonder how much of that is directed at Amelia Clark's character or said with her in mind. I mean, it's, it's not something where 
oh gosh, you can't you can't really jump to any conclusions like that for Solo yet because we just don't know enough. I mean, for all the official stuff that's been released that is not the movie itself, we just don't know enough. But Ashley Judd's character ends up working with the police and making it seem like she is going to lure her husband to, you know, into a safe house where they're at and where they're hoping to catch him. But as she's supposed to go out and look on a balcony to see if it's him down on the street, she makes a very subtle, like, hand motion sign and he, you see his face fall and realizes that, okay, something really bad is happening here. And so he gets in his car and drives away. And so... You know, Kara ultimately, or Kara, listen to me, I'm already juxtaposing them. Um, Charlene ultimately comes through and defends her man when the chips are down, even though she started not heading in that direction. Now, of course, there's no way that we can absolutely assume without a shred of doubt or make the, you know, jump to the conclusion that what we see in Heat is what we're going to see in Solo, a Star Wars story, all right? It's it's never going to work like that. But it's going to be really interesting to know that, you know, when you've seen a movie like Heat and you've seen the interactions and you've heard the Kasdans talk about looking at the De Niro-Kilmer relationship for inspiration, it'll be very intriguing to see how much of that inspiration can actually be, you know, inferred in the contents of Solo, a Star Wars story. And... People talk about how Star Wars is best when other elements are brought into it from the outside rather than just being referential to itself. And so it seems like, based on all of the interviews that the Kazdans have given about drawing these various sources of inspiration into solo Star Wars stories, like that's the right idea. And I'm really curious to see how Heat becomes an influence on Solo, A Star Wars Story. We only have 11 more days to wait. It's not going to go fast enough. It's already been amazingly fast because it was only five months since The Last Jedi. It's ridiculous. But, you know, it's still going to be a long 11 days. So hang in there with me and we will make it through together. We'll find wonderful things to talk about in these last few days before the movie actually comes out. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we will do Last Jedi Trivia. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. May the 4th is Star Wars Day, and it's also the date of our 1400th episode. So to celebrate all during the month of May, you can get the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book for just $7.77. That's whether you pay in dollars, pounds, or euros, just $7.77 at SW7x7.com slash TFA for the U.S. version of Amazon, or just search for the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book on any European version of Amazon. Welcome back. All right. Last time I asked you how many shots were fired by the Siege Dreadnought on the base on the car, and that's four. Four shots fired. Today's question for you. The first line of dialogue we hear from BB-8 is actually a classic line of dialogue from Star Wars movies. What is it? And that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get those droids working out on the South Ridge, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And please support the podcast by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a power converter, it's Destiny Unleashed. Destiny Unleashed. 
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.